Intro music. That's not it. What? He's not good to me, Dad. Intro music. Intro music. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. It's a complicated profession, but not not as complicated as it used to be. Me and Rob are getting pretty good at this, and we're back yet again for another episode of Banter, Beskar, and Bantha Milk. We are normally a Mandalorian podcast, but we're talking all Star Wars. Rob, how are you today? I am wonderful, and how are you? Did you like our theme music? It was written by a very famous person, Tom Amin. That's right. No, yeah. it wasn't. No, we're not going to no, we're strap that on you, my friend. I, I wrote that in about 20 seconds on, on like some <laughs> random uh, online thing. But we do have, you'll notice if you are watching us on YouTube, which by the way, we are streaming live right now on YouTube. Uh, underneath us down here, I don't know how it is on their screens, but on the live stream down below me right here, you will see a guest of ours, the wonderful, the talented pianist, composer, arranger, studio musician, Tom Amin. How are you, my friend? Good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. No, this we are awesome. so very glad to have you. We, uh, we've got a special affection for musicians here on Bantha Milk Podcast. So uh, we've got another special affection for nerds on Bantha Milk Podcast. So the best. listen, if, 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 you've got, if you've got one of two of those, you're up A-OK in our book and you've got all of it going on. I'm both of those. So tell. yeah, so it's We're a great day, right? Um, so it is good to have you here. We do want to talk a little bit about the bantha milk, right? I do have my customary glass of bantha milk here. I need to change it up a little bit. I've been on bourbon for for like the past couple of episodes, um, but our fans haven't been sending us a whole lot of drink recipes. I don't know, Rob. What do you got no. today? Uh, I mixed it up a little bit, uh, Tom. We are in South Jersey, very close to Philadelphia. Okay. So this is Yards Brewery, which is a Philadelphia uh, brewery. It's a right. Yards Philadelphia Pale Ale, and uh, let's see if this works. Oh, that was okay. Bit. Not as good Ooh, as, okay. as the usual can cracking you get, but that's no, okay. The can cracking is much better, but the bottle, you know, did its trick. Yeah, and, and uh, we, har- <laughs> we harangued Tom into grabbing something. Tom, did you did you manage to find what do you got there? Well, th- it looks like water, but it's actually Italian sambuca. Italian sambuca. Nice. Basically, nice. it's like alcoholic licorice is what it tastes like. All right. Well, there you go. It's really good. I can only have little tiny sips at a time. It's all, but it's really good. Listen, man, any, any Bantha milk is Bantha milk in our eyes. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to the three of Cheers. us. Cheers, yes. Star Wars. Very good. And here we very are. Good. But we do want to make sure people can figure out where they can find us, right? It is very important that you know that we're not just on YouTube. We are a podcast for being able to find all over the place. Rob, I'm going to talk about where we can find us right now. Why don't Nick, why don't you tell us where we can? Hey, if you're interested in more Star Wars info, want to chat, or even want to send us some Star Wars drink recipes, please be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms. You can catch us on Instagram and Facebook at Bantha Milk Podcast, Twitter at Bantha Milk. You can email us at BanthaMilkPodcast at gmail.com or even check out our website, BanthaMilkPodcast.com. And don't forget to check out our sister podcast over at the Ears Up Network. Our friends over, over at Ears Up help us a whole lot. So give them and their many shows a listen. Their shows include Ears Up, Ears Up in Depth, The Supreme Resort, and Scraping the Vault. Also, be sure to check out their Patreon at patreon.com slash ears with a Z up. For as little as $2 a month, you can help support our show. Any donations sent their way directly help us here at Bantha Milk Podcast and comes with great perks. So please check them out today. Check them out now. Pause us now. and go check. No, that you can wait until we're done. <laughs> And then you can go and check out, uh, you know, our buddies over at Ears Up Podcast. I know Tom, uh, you were a guest on at least one of their uh, one of their podcasts, correct? 
I was, I believe it was a month ago or so, and I had a great time with them. Just such a great group of people. They are a great group of people. We're better than them, so you're, you're going to have an even <laughs> better are. time on our show, yeah, we I are. promise. Okay, yeah. we won't tell them that, though. Oh, right? no, we, we'll tell them that all the time. I'm going to. I'm sending them an email right now. Jason. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You, don't, Jason. you don't have to worry. Tom, you don't have to worry. They don't listen to our show at all, so we can say whatever <laughs> we want true. about them, and it doesn't nice. even matter. It's a complete <laughs> mystery <laughs> to them. Um, <laughs> it is. We do have the smallest bit of Star Wars. It's a pretty slow news uh, network right now for Star Wars. There's a lot of rumors out there. And Rob and I were, ta were talking uh, before the show started about all these rumors that are out there that we could make a big deal about. And we could we could like talk about all these rumors that are out there about the new shows coming up. But that's not the way we like to do things here at Bantam Milk Podcast. No, uh, we do not. Just the facts. We cut the crap here. Um, and, That's right. And so, you know, we will talk about some of the stuff that we, we know is coming up um, and, and some of the room. But like too many news articles out there. Uh, you know, Rob was saying earlier, it's like, we know all this stuff about Obi-Wan. What do they know, Rob? They don't know anything. They don't know anything. It's all just clickbait. Yeah. All they do is they just say, Ewan McGregor's in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, my goodness. Shocking. But yeah, you got to click You got to click through 12 ads and uh, 14 pages to find out that they know nothing. That's right. But uh, there, there uh, is some Star Wars stuff happening. Now, some of it starts right here with Bantha Milk Podcast, right? Because first of all, we do need to uh, put out a retraction, right? <laughs> yes. And I want to apologize to the masses. Last, um, last uh, episode, we dedicated a good hour and 15 minutes to something we were really excited about and really excited yep. to share with you. Um, it was April 1st. Yeah, we, we got we got this really great news on April 1st. We were excited on to share April it with you. On April 1st, we got this awesome news that there was going to be Tom, you would have been excited about this too. I can tell <laughs> that you are you would be excited about this. We were told that there was a Spaceballs 2 movie in production. Yes, and they were making Spaceballs land in Universal Studios. We heard all of this on April 1st. Yeah, and, and we obviously, when uh -huh. we heard it, went, we need to tell everyone all about it in great detail. And we did tell in people great in great detail. Um, yeah. So I am here to tell you that Lil Nas X has come out and told us that he does not have a brand of shoe coming out with yogurt in it. With uh, yogurt. No, there wasn't rollerblades with jam in it. It's she just... Was, it's a no, bummer. there's no, there's no ride where you go plaid in the ride. We were very disappointed. We found out that all of these things were false. So, Tom, we want to just correct all that before okay. we get to you because you are a true uh, musician a true and talent. a true we artist. Don't, we don't want to, we don't want to have you come onto a show where where you feel like you're being lied to. Right, so right we wanted exactly. To air out the air that out right now. We do have real news happening though. The final real four news. is out. Our final four has come out, hasn't it? Wait, I'm not allowed to yeah. say that, am I? Isn't that copyright? Uh, well, you will just say we'll take that, that out in post. Last right? four people of our March bracket madness, uh, Star Wars character extravaganza. I want to put that on a T-shirt. Can we put that on yeah. a T-shirt, please? You need two T-shirts to put for all that the on cure. there. For the um, cure. For the cure. Yes, for the cure. Uh, so Tom, our, we've been doing this. We've had people voting on it online and all that stuff. So you can check it out on our Facebook uh, page at, at Bantam Milk. There's a link to it. But awesome. Tom, I'll let you in. There's the last four people that are left. It is Luke Skywalker versus Yoda. That's who ooh, would you vote wow. for? Yes, that's one. Who, who gets your vote? What do you think in that? Oh, and now you got to know. Hard. You got to know. It's not about who would win in a fight. It's mm -hmm. not about. It's not about who's more powerful. It's just a gut thing, you know. 
It's just a gut thing. Who's your favorite of those two? It's it's, and the other two are going to be even tougher. So, well, I have to say because of Mandalorian, I have to go with Yoda. Okay, I just I'm a huge Baby Yoda fan. So, okay, okay. well, but I've always loved Yoda. I've always loved Yoda yes. since the '70s. So it's not anything new. But I know he's not Yoda Yoda. But I think I'm going to have to go with Yoda. He's more seasoned and okay. more experienced. That's good. I, I like know. that's a great that's a great call. All right. That's a, that but is what a about call. what about and, the other two in the final four? The other two in the final four, Baby Yoda, he was. We had him ranked in the thirties. Yeah, he was seated so pretty new. low. Yeah, he was seated pretty low. He's, he's, he's a real upset out. victory uh, so far. He's a, he's a sweetheart tale. I tell he you, he knocked out Princess Leia last week. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's and little baby Grogu versus Darth versus Vader. Darth Vader. Wow. Supreme yeah. good versus supreme evil. It's going to be tough. That's a hard one to choose as well because. Yeah. Wow, do I don't have to choose right now, do no, I? No, you can take <laughs> no. Well, we're gonna we're gonna try gotta, and remember to ask you again at the end of the end of this I gotta, episode. I gotta think about it yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna let that I stew will, yeah. at the end of your bantha milk. We'll see how you feel. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. That's right. Um, so, so yeah, so there's the make final sure four. You gotta you gotta check it out. Where can they vote for that, Rob? So you can go to our uh, our Facebook page uh, at Bantha Milk or at Facebook Bantha Milk. Nick, you know better. It's at Bantha Milk Podcast, right? Facebook.com slash Bantha Milk Podcast. You can also check it out on our Facebook group. We do have a Facebook group that you can join where you can get all your Facebook, real Facebook or uh, Star Wars news, not any of the the crap, um, and uh, share all your Star Wars silliness at Facebook.com slash groups slash Sacred Jedi Texts. Right, yes. you can check it out there. Vote for it. And we will see who comes on top of our Star Wars bracket madness. Now, you must know about our next show. We have another show coming up pretty quickly because, as we all know, the National Star Wars holiday is coming up. What's that date? That would be May fourth, right. because of <laughs> course, may the fourth be with you. That's right. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty exciting. You know, it's funny, Tom. You were on that other Ears Up podcast, and I can talk about Jason because, like I said, he's not going to listen to us, but. Uh, he was on our show last year on May 4th. We had a big May 4th celebration. Okay. And then I listened to his show two weeks later or whatever, and he was talking about how dumb he thought May the 4th is for a holiday <laughs> because it just happens to rhyme. And I was like, but you were on our show on May 4th. And then he's talking about how much he doesn't like it. So it made me laugh. With the so, fakeness. With the with, fakeness. Yes. But, but we you know do what? have he's, a good he's one supported us. for yes. May. Yeah, I mean, we're, we, all jokes aside – Ears up, they're good guys, right? But we do have a great, great show coming up for the 4th because it's a big day for Star Wars fans because we finally, after this drought of content, have something new coming out. We've got the Bad Batch, right? New animated series coming out on Disney Plus May the 4th. Dave Filoni is producing it. Uh, We do know that we're going to be seeing that Bad Batch group that we saw from Clone Wars. We also know we'll be seeing Fennec Shand reprise her role. Uh, Saw Guerrero is going to be back. Grand Moff Tarkin, right? There's a lot of familiar faces we're going to see. And we know this takes place... When does this take place? This is this is is this after Order sixty six? Have we heard? Uh, I haven't really heard when it takes place. So that, it'll be interesting. I am very interested to see if they they delve into what happens with these dudes after you know after Order sixty six. Yeah, so, so it'll uh, be very exciting. All I know and is Rob is, and I want to watch this show and talk to you about it. That's for sure. That's right. So we're going to bring that to you on May 4th, talk to you about it. And also, speaking of May 4th, I'm sure this is happening around the world, other restaurants and stuff. But there was an article about a restaurant in Atlanta. So to all of our fans in Atlanta, check out the Local 3 Kitchen and Bar on May 4th. They have a special Star Wars Day menu. 
So they have special foods, offerings, and stuff like that. So if you feel like flying down to Atlanta or if you're in the Atlanta area, check out the local three kitchen and bar on May 4th. They'll have a special Star Wars menu. So I thought that was pretty neat. I have a special right. Star Wars menu in my house every day. There you go. And it's Panther Milk. Right. What about you, Tom? Tom, do you ever a special Star Wars menu ever? You can I say re- no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I have Star Wars I have Star Wars music days. I do that, but food, no, not with the food though. That's okay though, no. because we are really here to talk about the music. And this <laughs> that's again, right. There's a dearth of news going on, but there is a plethora of music in the world and we want to talk about it. So let's let's shift gears here a little bit and talk to the man, the myth, the legend, Tom Amin. Right? So, Let's do that. talk to Tom about it because he's here. Yeah. The last thing he wants to do is listen to himself play music <laughs> so when I will... he could be doing it. You know, Rob Rob said I could listen to that all day. I basically did listen to that all day today. I had <laughs> I had so I, I'm a music teacher, so I have music just playing in my classroom often when kids come in and stuff. And I had this playing today when my kids came in. Um just oh, different ones and stuff. It's just it's great music uh to have on anytime whether whether you're intently listening or else whether it's music in the background it's just very interesting and it's cool how you put your own spin on everything that i've heard you play so uh tom if you could just talk a little bit about you know first of all just who you are just tell us a little about who you are and kind of what your thing is and uh we've got some questions we like to but you know tom tell us about yourself my friend well i'm a pianist based in los angeles originally from cleveland ohio so I am. I know of the East. Buckeyes, well. right? Buckeyes. <laughs> is, that, is that an Ohio thing? Yeah. Buckeyes. Buckeyes is, is Ohio. Yes. Okay, so I'm from there. I but I've lived out here in California for a long time now. But uh, basically, a pianist. And what started all of this was I. I've done all my own albums and original music, and I write my own stuff as well. But I have always had a love of Star Wars music, of Disney music. Growing up, it was some of the first music I learned when I was playing piano. And of course, fell in love with Star Wars the movie in 1977. I was just a ki- a wee kid then. I was just a small boy, <laughs> but we went and saw the movie and fell in love with it. And of course, John Williams' score. So oh, basically, yeah. I just record a bunch of albums that I like to put my own spin on some of the music and see how it would sound like with solo piano or maybe solo piano with some other instruments. But I like to toy around with the themes and see what I can come up with. And I thought that the Star Wars music sounds really good on piano. I think, well, John Williams writes amazing melodies. So I think those can work probably in all kinds of different genres, but I think they sound really good on the piano. So that's basically what I do. I just record some piano stuff that I like and hopefully people will like it. Uh, Yeah. It's what I do. I mean, it's. I love it. It's. It really is. It's. It's a delight to listen to. Um. You know, like I said, I, I listened a lot today, and, uh, you know, the, you get so familiar with these songs. I mean, especially people like us, because it's all we do is talk about this and listen to this. And as a music teacher and a Star Wars nerd, all I do is drill into my kids' heads. John Williams. John Williams. John Williams. <laughs> um. It's. It's kind of a perfect job for me, right? I can just you know listen to Star Wars music and hey, this is work. Listen, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's really interesting, you know, 
you do manage to put some some different spins on these things. Specifically, I'm thinking the one that pops out into my head is the waltz version of the Cantina Band. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> where where do you get some of your your inspiration for for some of your take on some of this? Like, do you have certain composers uh, or musicians that you draw inspiration from aside from John Williams? Obviously, John Williams, right? Uh, obviously, John Williams. He's probably my number one. But I do have other artists and other styles of music that I listen to. I do listen to a lot of orchestral music, so I think that has a lot of influence on, I guess, what I decide to do in like tr- trying to take like the Cantina Waltz or Cantina song and let's put it into a, a waltz kind of theme and see how that works. Instead of four beats in a measure, you do three, and just just a simple little twist like that, I think sometimes changes the whole piece. Sure. Uh, so I like to experiment with things, with things like that. And I think John Williams does a great job even when he writes his themes. Because, you know, when he writes a theme, it's used in various styles throughout the whole film. Right. Not even just Star Wars, other, you know, other themes he's written. So I like to kind of do that as well. Oh, my gosh. I love that cat. Yeah. Yeah. Here's Dexter, <laughs> folks. If, now, here's one of the, here's one of the perks. That's Dexter. So all my, my animals are named after jazz musicians. Right, and so this is Dexter okay. after Dexter Gordon. I've got another cat named Nora after Nora Jones. Uh, oh, how cool! And my dog Lester is named after Lester Young. That's so cool. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I just say I'm a huge cat lover. I had oh, a yeah. cat for 22 years. Well, and he was my life. This right so, here, Billy oh, Holiday. My, right. Oh, look at I, how cool that is. I had is. a cat named Billy who passed away a couple years ago. So that's oh, for her. that's. Right. So, yeah, big okay. cat lover, oh. big animal lover. Yeah, over here I'm a huge sure. animal lover. But so anyway, I just had to acknowledge the cat. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> now, now folks, if you're listening to us on on okay. po- uh, a podcast oh. anywhere, you don't get to see this sort of stuff. You got to check our live <laughs> stream out on YouTube to get all the added perks of my cat Dexter here hanging He's out awesome. enjoying himself. I thought at first you were going to say he's named after the TV show with Michael C. Hall. Oh, see, yeah. Now that's that's what I get a lot. <laughs> that's a, a lot different of, one. A lot of people wonder whether my cat's named after a psychopathic murderer, but no, right. different Dexter. <laughs> okay. But anyway, but uh, yeah. So I think to to try to take these themes and rearrange them or do some kind of different thing with um, arrangement. I don't know whether word to use, but arrangement is just sure. a really cool thing to do. And sometimes it works really well. Sometimes it doesn't work at all. You just have to experiment with it and see what you come yeah. up with. Sure. Um, there was a question in the chats. Did you do Duel of the Fates? And sure enough, here it is. It's amazing. It's so cool hearing how different it is from the original one. It's kind of rock modern over here, right? Yeah. I like what you did with this, with this thing here. It's just, just this ostinato thing you're going. I mean, this is, I don't know, arguably or not, but I mean, Duel of the Fates has got to be almost unanimously it's just one of the one best, of the best yeah. most just beloved Star the, Wars pieces. Yeah. Well, it, with the piano, just a little, like, it's on the piano. I couldn't do the, sure. the whole time. There's no way to, I wanted the left hand. I couldn't do that in left hand the whole time. It just wouldn't work. Sure. It's but uh, so that's why it's just the. Da, 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 da. But it's such a great piece. I mean, it's just one of 
his best pieces, I think. It's just yes. awesome. But I think so, I think adding in, putting in that bump, bump, bada, bump, bump, even if you did that, without it, we, we know this piece enough that it's implied. So it's yeah. cool that you didn't do it. You know what I mean? Because it cool. leaves that cool. in our brains as the listener. Like, oh, that's, yeah. that's an interesting way to, to kind of incorporate that without actually incorporating it. Um, so I, I think it's really great. It's funny that, uh, you know, I, I listen as I'm listening to a lot of these things and I don't know what's going on in your mind any more than I know what's going on in my mind. Right. Um, <laughs> but the word melancholy kept popping into my head a lot of times as I heard a lot of this. Is that does that resonate with you a lot uh, at all? It does. I'm kind of a melancholy guy, okay. I guess. I do put a lot of that into my music. Sure. Especially if you listen to my original music. It okay. has a lot of that feeling in it. Yeah. Journey to um, the stars. Definitely. For sure. That's the only. That's the one original song I wrote. Was that it? Rob? Let's hear it, man. I was about to start. Let's, yeah, let's I didn't want it. to interrupt you, but go ahead. So here we go. This is this is your song, your Star Wars song. have this on all day it's the light yeah. yeah it's really nice it's really again and that melancholy feel like it it's it, it really it just it doesn't feel tragic it doesn't feel sad but there is like a certain thing about it that's mm-hmm. just kind of you know searching it, but that's kind of space too right that's kind of kind of space yeah it's just kind of ta- like yeah and it sounds like it t- could totally fit into any one of the movies if you find like a nice part yeah. like this that would totally fit in with with a with a normal john williams song and you would be like wouldn't know any different that it was wasn't written by him and it was written by you instead Thank uh, you. that's amazing me, i did it with that kind of like i wanted that his style on that so yeah for sure um i don't me not being a musician i don't i hope what i'm about to say is not offensive because i don't i don't How mean it offensively at all not at all <laughs> I, I used to videotape a lot of uh, weddings and bar mitzvahs and stuff like that. I worked for a company where we did that. And during cocktail hour at the more elaborate places, there was always somebody either playing violin or mm-hmm. playing piano softly during the cocktail hour. And all of your music sounds like it would be played during like a cocktail hour. Now, And like I said, I don't want it to be offensive. That's It's just so no. cool because you're, you're hanging out and you're just – you know, mm-hmm. hanging out with friends, drinking, and all of a sudden, and then you're like, "Wait, this is this is the Star Wars theme song, but it's different, and it's just so chill and just so relaxed. Like it's just such a great vibe. That's what it is. It's like a, this awesome vibe that all your music has. Thanks and for, uh, I appreciate that. Well, you know, I played out at I played at a lot of events here in LA. Well, not from the past year with COVID, like that all has shut down. But I played piano for a bunch of places all over town. And it was I always would put in John Williams music because I think it's fun for people to say, wait a minute, that's the Star Wars theme. Is there uh-huh. you know, sure. play at a restaurant? It's a lot of fun to do. And people recognize the music. I mean, they'll recognize basically a lot of famous movie themes, not just John Williams. People can recognize Back to the Future and sure. all this other kind of stuff as well. But it's so fun to do that because it catches people's ear. Yeah. And I love to play it, so I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. So yeah. I, I, and go ahead, Rob. I was just going to say, and it's awesome how it's like a different version of the song. You're not just playing it just the way John Williams wrote it. And you're playing it enough that I recognize it 
but it's also different at the same time. Mm. And it's like, whoa, this guy's like super smart because he took this song this way and now it's playing it this way. I still recognize it. And it almost, it could even sound better now than it did before, you know? Oh and it's gosh. like, well, thank yeah, you. it's like, it's like, oh, this is so cool. Thank you. Why? Cause I can't do what John Williams does. I mean, you know, he's him. I mm-hmm. can only do what I do, and like that's the only way I know how to do it is to try to do my interpretations of that. Sure. So, but just so, truly inspiring. So, music. let me ask yeah. you, why why Disney and why Star Wars? Because I, I got to say, when I was when I was researching you, I, I googled you, and a lot of things, most of the things that popped up was like, oh, you're people looking for for Disney music or variations on this sort of stuff, and it's like, oh, you got to check out Tom Amin's album here because, and and people will always be like. This is exactly the sort of stuff I was looking for. So what is it about, you know, the, and, and I, I use this a lot, I feel like, when when uh, people come on and are guests. And I don't want them to think I'm, I'm like, casting a label at them because I call myself a nerd, right? But but this nerd, <laughs> sort of, I guess Disney isn't really nerd stuff, but Star Wars is now, right? And Star Wars yeah. is de facto Disney. So let's call Disney nerd stuff, too. So what is it about Star Wars? <laughs> what is it about Disney? What, what draws you to that music in particular? I, first of all, I think that the Disney music and Star Wars music is timeless. I just think it crosses generations. It crosses ages. People of all ages love the music. Uh, when I started taking piano, Disney music was some of the first music I learned. And I had a big book um, called the Disney Songbook. I think it was a really cool book. It came out in, I'm going to age myself a bit, but it came out in like 1979. And the mo- it had all the old classics up to Pete's Dragon, because it was the most current movie at the Disney okay. time, at the time. But it was a, f- a music that had like a foreword by Walt Disney, and then it had all these song music in it, and it had like colored illustrations from the movies. Really cool book. And I remember just falling in love with it and wanting to learn all of these Disney songs in the book. And I just think they have a timeless appeal to people. Yeah, The melodies are beautifully written. The words are great. I think when people hear the music, it reminds them of the movie. It reminds sure. mm-hmm. them of the story, possibly memories, you know, from seeing the movies or whatever. So I think I've always had an affinity for that music. Sure. Ever since I was a young age. Yeah, that, so. yeah. It is an interesting thing about Disney in particular. You know, Rob and I interact with young people all the time. Um, and uh-huh. young people of today know the Disney mo- movies of my time and, and, and of before. Um, and people our age know a lot of the Disney movies of today because a lot of them have kids and watch them. So, so, you know, it really, you're right. It is this timeless thing where, you know, young or old people do cherish Disney as, as a brand. It's odd as a brand though. I have a hard time wrapping my, my mind around the brand Disney because I love, I do love Disney movies and I do love Disney music, but then I want to try and go to Disney world with my wife and I can't afford it. And it just pisses me off, man. <laughs> it's too expensive. We can, that's a whole other podcast to go into that. Yeah. I, I get it. Trust yeah. me. I get it. Cause I live, we're well, we're about 45 minutes away from Disneyland. Right. But Disneyland is just as expensive sure. and it's yeah. so small compared to right. Walt Disney world. But anyway, but I think, I was going to say something, but I think with the music and with the movies, I think it just has such an appeal to so many different generations. Like I said before, that you can connect with it on different levels. I think. Sure. Yeah. And oh, also, 100%. what's great about the movies that they do is like they put so much stuff in there for adults. So mm-hmm. if you're taking kids to see it, it's great for kids. There's all kinds sure. of good stuff, but there's always so much stuff to grab onto for adults in these films. So I, yeah. I, I really like that. That's excellent. So. I'm I'm looking at your uh, Magical Moments 2 album. Okay. And uh, 
this is all magic. The magic continues because it's two. So of course it continues. Uh, and I love this. This is this is a great one here because it takes it takes a couple of seconds to try and figure out what song it really is, which is cool because you're like. And then there it is. And then you can hear the tiki room slower and different than the way it is when you go into the tiki room in Disneyland. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, it's the tiki room. And like you said, it brings back memories. We went to Disneyland once. Rob, lower the uh, music a little bit. There you, I, go. There you go. I turned it off. <laughs> we, we went to Disneyland once uh, a couple years ago. And okay. we, w- we went into Tiki Land. And there was a guy waiting to go into Tiki Land with us. Uh, we went in. We leave. He goes like run, and he's he's like our age. He goes like running around the building, and he's back in line again, waiting to go back into Tiki Room again. And I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness! Like he here's a person. He just came the whole day just to keep going in the Tiki, yeah, tiki Room, room. Wow. Tiki Room over and over again. And and so that hearing you play it reminded me of that. And I'm like, so there it is. It's like it, it just brings it all back. And like you said, it just Disney Thanks. songs just you know do that it to just, you. They just it does. Yeah, especially if you've been on the ride. I mean, if you're a fan, if you've been to the parks, I mean, that will immediately bring that back to, to mind. Yeah. Being in the Tiki Room, the um, the, the show. So, there, yeah. yeah there's great. a different class of Disney fan who goes to the parks. Like, I, I know Disney fans who like the movies, but P- Disney Parks fans are really serious. Like, yeah. and, and like they, they know the rides, they, they, they plan for the rides. You know, it's very, because I'm not a Disney parks person because like i said i can't afford to being up in new jersey i've been and i haven't been since high school but i distinctly remember being a high school senior going yeah this really is the most magical place on earth i love this place (laughs) Um, i just can't afford to go there um but but it is really interesting to see you know the connections that the disney parks fans make because they are diehards for sure it's diehard i'm a huge i love epcot i've been on many oh sure podcasts and saying i love that park it's my favorite park i could just drop me in there I yes. you know, spent all day in there. It's just, it's a really, it's a beautiful park. And I love how the different world you can learn about different cultures as you're going through mm-hmm. the, the world showcase. And um, now there's changes that's been happening there that have caused quite a stir, but I yes. like with the, the new, I've seen pictures of the new, I don't even, the floats or whatever. And it just does not look good. I, cause it, it breaks the, uh, the scenery. Like yeah. the view. The view but, is now divided it's up by weird. these giant yeah, because, things yeah yeah because if you go to the end of future world or wherever and you go out and stare at the lake you can see the whole world showcase you used to mm-hmm. be able to that was one yeah. of my happy places like i yeah. call that one oh, of my 100%. happy places it's beautiful so but i'm a huge epcot fan so of course that music which i know if you've listened to some of my old albums i do a lot of epcot music sure yeah on piano because i love the memories it brings and sure. i think a lot of people connect with that because they have special memories of Epcot as well or the parks. So when you make memories in these parks, I think those stay with you your whole life. Yes. hundred percent. Now I gotta ask, I haven't been to Epcot since my uh, senior year of high school, as I mentioned, they used to have these giant walls that you could get your picture taken and they would etch laser etch your face into the wall. Have those come down? They're gone. Really? I just, the legacy. 
There was yeah. a gone. Yeah. Okay, because there was a picture of me and my high school girlfriend on there. That's kind of nice. That that's oh, nice. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's great. Didn't, didn't they put them somewhere though, or something? Like they moved them somewhere else, I think. Yeah, right. according to according to our friends over at Ears Up, uh, that Jeremy did say that they are either they have moved them or they're moving them somewhere else. So. Next time I go to Disney, I'm gonna find. You're gonna look for me. I don't even know where. I don't know where you're gonna find it. I I don't. I just remember I'm up there somewhere. <laughs> you're up there somewhere. So that's awesome. Oh man. So awesome. now, now the uh, treasure. The, the hunt, is on. hunt is on. That's the hunt right. is on. Yeah. Oh boy. Now you say, so. Tom, on your on your website, you do mention that you are a reading and a video game junkie. Tell a little more about that. What are you reading and playing right now? I do love to read. Well, right now, well, I have to tell you. I've now discovered Animal Crossing, and it's like completely, completely addicting. I got um, a Nintendo Switch for my birthday last September, and then as a gift to myself for Christmas, I bought Animal Crossing. It is so addictive. I love Animal Crossing. I love Mario Kart. I do also play hardcore. I'm a big Call of Duty fan, so I do a lot of hardcore Call of Duty and Halo. But I just do that just to relax. Like, and I know it sounds weird, but it just it relaxes me just I, to play. You know, play killing, with friends, killing people is. That's what I do. I play. I play. I play Apex Legends every night, man. I'm. I'm okay. All right. So you you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just a real. It's like it's total fantasy sure. to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. But so I like that. But uh, but I want. I would love for Disney to do, like a Disney Animal Crossing. So the animals that live your island would be characters from like Star Wars. You could have Darth Vader and Luke, like all these different characters on your island. I dig and that. Build things. I think that would be that. so cool. Now, did you ever play <laughs> Kingdom Hearts? I tried a little, only once on my iPad, like okay. not the real one on sure. Xbox. I've tried, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, but I, I played like the original Kingdom Hearts games. If you've never played any of the Kingdom Hearts games, wow. those are for Disney fans. It's like if you're yeah. into like old school Japanese RPGs, and you love yeah. Disney. It is it is that altogether. Like it is it is a really interesting and weird concept that works. That's cool. Um, That's cool. But yeah, Dexter's a, Dexter approves too. Hey, right? <laughs> Dexter approves. He's just hanging yeah. out here, man. <laughs> but Animal Crossing, it's just it, it, that's another game. It's I think Animal Crossing to me is like the video game for people that don't play video games. Oh sure. It's okay. just the yeah. coolest building your own island. Everything's friendly. It's positive. It's uplifting. You get these animals that interact with you and. It's it's just a cool game. Yeah, it's my a cool game. my wife. I once uh, tried to get her to learn how to play video games. It took her twenty minutes to learn how to climb a wall in Assassin's Creed. Um, <laughs> but she, when the the lockdowns for COVID started, she got into yeah. Animal Crossing, and she did not yeah. put that thing down. I'm telling you, yeah. I understand. I get it. Absolutely, I get it. Oh man, I was hoping. Um, <laughs> They had uh, the Sims had an expansion pack a while. Oh, back that's right. We put, we talked. Who do we have on about that? That was a great little segment. Dan, Dan, yeah, that's right. Dan from, Dan Supreme, from the Supreme Resort Supreme Tacos. Yeah, um, but they had they had a uh, Star Wars a Galaxy's Edge expansion pack. Oh, cool! And so it was neat, except for the fact that like it was completely different than regular Sims. So if you liked regular Sims, this uh, expansion pack was nothing like it. Wow. <laughs> it was. So it was like you could take your sim into it, but then you had to do all these just like quest things instead, almost like an Animal Crossing type game. Okay. Um, okay. But it was like it it would have been cool if it was a standalone game or if they added that into like Animal Crossing, like you were saying, but they tried sure. to put it into the sure. Sims instead and it just wasn't a Sims type of game. So, Rob, you know, okay. I used to play when in the 90s I had a PlayStation 2, was it? They mm. had a really cool Star Wars game where it was like Mortal Kombat, but it was all Star Wars characters. 
and you got to be Luke Skywalker or Yoda, Princess Leia, Darth Vader, and they each had different skills. What? Like Mortal okay. Kombat. I always wanted to, I always got Luke. Like I tried to make him my highest character because of the lightsaber. But you did all these different motions and moves. It was really cool. It was all Star Wars. And all of the lands were like Tatooine and on the Death Star. And you were fighting all right. in all these different places. It I'm was gonna, really, really I'm going to cool. have to do a little research on that because I feel do like I need to play it, that. <laughs> that sounds yeah. great. I loved it. And Mortal of course, Kombat it had with Star Wars? That's what I want to see. That's a world. But it was like all there. Star Wars characters. It That's was amazing. so cool. I love that. That is cool. That is awesome. Yeah. I, I will say it would we would be remiss if we did not mention that Tom, don't you have an album coming out pretty soon? Yes. I do actually, and this one's a little different now. Let's it's talk a Disney about it. album. Let's talk about it. It's a it. Disney album. I'm very excited about this one. It's a new Disney album. I recorded 14 songs and it's called Magical Meditations. All right. And what I've does it never come out? done this before. It comes out a Friday the twenty third. Friday so the twenty third. We are recording oh. this on the twenty second, right? So if uh, if you're watch- listening to it live, comes out tomorrow, right? But if you're listening to us on on uh, your your podcast sometime this weekend, or you know, you got to check it out. Where can where will they be able to find it? They can go to my website, which is tomaminemusic.com. It's and I'll have a link on the very front page where they click on it, and then right. it has all the different like to Spotify and Apple Music. And, sure. So they could go there, or they could probably just search it. I think if you Google search Tom and Me Magical Moments, it should come up. Sure. But the website for sure. But um, it's an album meant to relax to. So I made it for, for me, I made it for, I could sit back with headphones and lay on the couch and listen for an hour and go to sleep. Sure. Like that's what I made it for. It's good. So it's all really slow music, very little piano movement. And I use what they call the felt piano, which sometimes when you have... Um, in a piano, you can put a piece of felt between the hammers and the strings. So it makes the piano really soft. And you can actually hear the hammer hitting the felt. So it's a different kind of sound. Um, but I really, really like how it turned out. So I took 14 of songs that I really loved, made them all slow, and made them just real relaxing. So you could use it for studying or meditating or sleeping or and in the background. These are, these are Disney, Disney specific songs? These are all Disney songs, yeah. There's okay, 14 and of them. Do, are they new? Are they old? Do they range? It's a mix. Okay. So it's a mix. I, I picked the ones that I thought would work in this kind of style. So you have stuff from Little Mermaid, Lion King, start, the Circle of Life starts out in the album. But then I have my favorite Disney movie, Freaky Friday. So I have the theme to Freaky the original Freaky from 1977. Friday. All right, rock on. I I'd like to be you for a day. That's on there. There's like Candle on the Water from Pete's Dragon. Uh, so there's a bunch of different ones on there. So right. I did I did ask Tom. He did send us a sneak peek of a couple of his songs. So let's listen to first we're gonna listen to Make a Man Out of Me. Oh, this one I love listening. Just play it. It's yeah, just gorgeous. This Fun. is awesome. Yeah, you can really hear 
the effects of that that felt, the, the dampening yeah. effects. That's really nice. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm a big Ben Folds fan, so I know that Ben Folds okay. used to, you know, put thumbtacks in his in his hammers yeah. to get the opposite effect, right? So <laughs> I, I'd never heard of the opposite that felt, and that's really nice. And it's, it you're, you know, you were talking earlier about the piano's ability to do things, and it is amazing Ooh. just like, you know, you start with just this one one note, melody you know and then just adding one note you know these simple you know two note uh sort of uh intervals and then you add that third note to these chords and it's just it's i really like how it just starts simple and it just gets a little more complex as it goes but it never gets too complex and that's great now right yeah because you don't want the listener to it's just meant to relax people like that's really what it's meant so that's why i took the piano arrangements way down and did a lot less movement than what I would normally do. Yeah. And there's some instruments at like certain songs have like a little flute line in them. I put some oboes and certain, so there's other instruments lightly orchestrated throughout the album, but it's mainly just that piano sound is what you hear. Sure. Yeah. Can can I tell you, uh, I was, I started playing it today in my class. My kids were getting a little loud and rambunctious (laughs) <laughs> and then I just I just turned that that exact song on and I turned my volume all the way up and I didn't say a word and I just let it keep playing and I wanted to see what ha- what happened and sure enough all the kids went from bah, 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 bah. they just got real quiet they all just sat there they all went right back to work and they That's were awesome. just like yeah like there was like totally what you ex- what you said you wanted to do is just to sit back and just relax it totally yeah. did that to my class so you That's were awesome. very successful yes. in, in completing your, you. <laughs> so, so there you go but again it, it comes back to that interesting thing the piano can do because a piano can be a full orchestra right you can you can put down every freaking finger and it's like so right, full right. and rich and deep and beautiful but when right. you put these kind of spaced out chords together it's just this really nice almost cerebral kind of, and again, it does have that melancholy that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. That it just, it almost feels yeah. like search. It's searching for something. That's when yeah. I'm here, the you whole know? album sounds like that. And especially wait till you hear it's a small world. Cause you will think no one's going to think I can't relax. To it's a small world. Because <laughs> it's the most annoying song ever written. It's like it get, once it's an earworm, once it gets stuck in your head, can't get it out. I mean, I like the song. I don't, you either love that song or you hate it. You know, there's this two, that's it. But wait till you hear it with this treatment. I I love it. I like. I'm so, so pleased with how it turned out. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad I asked you to send me that. Then, so here it is. It almost has a music box quality to it. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like a music box. effect of that felt man I, i've never heard that felt treatment on the piano and it's really it it does do something to just the color of the sound that's really cool yeah makes it so different yeah so and different i love how you added the extra notes in between the small world notes and it was like it's a small world and then you're like after all like if i were to if i were to go on it's a small world ride more than once in a row you, you want to just jump out of the boat and rip the little <laughs> character's heads off. But I could listen to this over and over again. It's so much, cool, like said, so much more smoothing. It's, um, it's, I wanted to be really soothing and really, and have people like, Oh my gosh, wait, that it's a small world. 
yeah i didn't know it could sound like this and and people are like i hate that song but i love this version so i think i think the sherman brothers originally wrote it to be slow i think that's what they originally wrote it to be like a ballad like not so fast and i think i believe they sped it up for it's a small world ride but i thought i remember reading they wrote it at first to be slower Awesome. Well, you definitely slowed it down, and it sounds so much yeah, cooler that way. Now Thank we know you. the Thank secret you. sauce, right? Just, just play it on <laughs> piano, slow it down, take out some of the some of the meatier parts of the harmony, and just let it let it roll. Let it let it breathe. That's right. right. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's great. It's coming out tomorrow, right? So you'll be able to yes. get it on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, I always Ooh. check Spotify. That's where I go to first of all, right? But um, and also def- wait before we leave we have, this out. Do we have another one? I have one more. Let's hear it. Because it was awesome. And I when I emailed you about it, I, I told Tom that I thought this was great, the placement of the song as well. Uh, and this goes back to the original Mickey Mouse Club also. But then in the 90s, they had a, they had a remake of the Mickey Mouse Club, right. which had, you know, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears and uh, Christina Aguilera. But I, I remember I was telling Nick about it this, this morning, and I was saying uh, – I loved the show. I was in high school at the time and probably too old for it, I guess you could say whatever, but I loved it. And I said, I said, I, I knew I wasn't musically talented enough to be any of the singers or dancers or anything, but I could be that old guy, the guy that was, I think his name was Fred. He was like the, the adult. I was like, I want that job. I want to yeah. be that guy. Rob thought that I was so young. I wouldn't know the Mickey mouse club. Like I'm not yeah. that young, man. I'm, <laughs> I know I don't have any grays yet, but you know, I actually do. I've got one right here. His name is Clancy. Oh. There you go. It's all downhill from there. Right. So here's, here's your version, which was the last song on the album, which is how the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse always ended with this song. So here's your version of it. And I think it's so cool the way you did it as well. phone quality to it with that fill. real jazz music that's okay i I don't either real jazz musicians probably look at me and go "Eh, whatever but go ahead i don't think so (laughs) ladies and gentlemen i checked out nick's music yesterday on you are like an amazing musician like unbelievable amazing but i basically just play like like big band music, sure. like light jazz. I don't, I'm not a true jazz player. I don't have the mindset, but, but I, I wish I did. I was just listening to your bass line there. I just really liked the, the, the voice leading you had going on with, you know, a lot, a lot of those lines just really work. Just different, right? Like yeah. just put different chords in it, try different progressions and see how it turns out. Yeah. yeah that was nice, man. Oh, well, you can check Thank it out you. on Spotify tomorrow. What's the name of the album again? It's called Magical Meditations. Magical Meditations by Tom Amin. Uh, man, it's, it's been really great having you on here. 
Um, you know, it, I have I have one last question for you. Go for okay. it, Bob. We, we don't want to keep you too long. We've had you here for forty-five oh, minutes. This okay, is great. Good. I'm having a good time. <laughs> as long as you're having a good time, it's yeah. because of the bantam milk That's beforehand. Right. It really, it's all it really, it's, you didn't it's realize all that you were talking to two idiots. And you're like, oh, I'm having a great time. Uh, your your Star Wars album is Journey to the Stars, and then you have a yes. whole bunch, like you said, other um, Disney magical moments, magical moments two. Uh, Dreams Come True is another one yeah. of your Disney albums. Um, here, here's here's my request as a non musician. Okay. Can, can we have even that's not to be a whole album? Maybe just one song, an angry Tom Amin, where you're just like oh, pounding man. on the keyboard. You know, yeah, like that would be a, fun to do. Complete flip and roll reversal of yourself. I'd you're love just it. Like, You've got to have some anxieties to get out, man. You're, you're yeah. play, you play music that's too calm. There's got to be some angst <laughs> in there somewhere. I do a lot of banging, like especially when I was younger, yeah. like a lot okay. of heavy, heavy playing. It's fun to do. Sure. Yeah. But Maybe I'm just, as I'm getting older, I'm mellowing out a bit. Maybe that's what it is. No. But could if be. You, I do other, I do original music as well. And on those albums, there's more, a little more variety of orchestrations and different speeds of songs and different. I just did an album called Stories from the Sea, which came out in February, which is some of my, I, like, I love the, I mean, it's, I think it's my favorite not favorite, it was some of the best work I've ever done. And I was inspired by a book by Ian Urbina called uh, The Outlaw Ocean. So it's, it was a not best-selling New York uh, book about all these insane things that are happening on the ocean that you would not even believe. But I did base the songs on chapters in the book. So that has a little more variety of, it's just not piano, it's got orchestrations and stuff like that. Uh, but I love the Disney music. It's just fun to be able to strip it all down mostly and just do piano make it real um like accessible i think sure. I, I don't know i just there's something really pretty i think about the disney music on the piano that i really like sure. so and and you, yeah. you you don't sit tight right yeah I, I mean i tried to count you've got what 15 albums out maybe 16 as of tomorrow i don't know i don't you didn't know. keep count man <laughs> i can tell you how many albums i have out it's a very easy number to make man 15 <laughs> out like i counted on spotify and then you've got another ep and you've got a single out there i mean you're putting out music a lot oh, wow. and it dates back a long time you've been putting out music for it's a while a long time i was in my tw i think my first album i did i was 27 or it was 1997 is when it came out okay like my first one i did back when i lived in cleveland still Nice. So I did that. It was fun. It was fun to do. It's very dated. I mean, it sounds very 90s. If you ever, it's called Treasure <laughs> the Gift. If you ever check out the keyboard sounds, it's all very 90s. But it, it's fun. It's it's, fun there's do. a cycle in America, man. One day that 90s sound's going to be back and you're going to be right come on back. top. <laughs> right, it, will. Exactly. it sure will. Exactly. Oh, um, so I, I do, I, I do want to steal a little bit of one story that you, uh, must have told or were going to tell on us on another podcast we were we were uh checking out your uh your social medias so why don't, why don't you hit us up tell us all your social medias real fast for for the listeners and the people in the in the chat okay i'm basically facebook is just tom amin i think that's how you search on facebook i'm on instagram as tom amin music uh and then i'm twitter as tom amin so it's just my name basically those are the three that i use the most sure Okay. Yeah. So that's where you so, could find me. So you 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 were going to tell a story on another podcast about a uh, somebody famous that you played for, which is oh, yeah. Star Wars related. Yes. So 
you don't have to go into the whole thing, but just just name drop. Just drop that name uh, and just tell us what it was like as long or as short as you want to. I'm in all. So it's a go base, for it. Basically, it's, a, it's just one of the best nights I've ever had in L.A. I mean, just gigging out for all these years, all these places. I got hired to play at J.J. Abrams' house for one of his private parties, not knowing it was his house when I got there. I was just hired by a company sure. to, to do it. I said, yeah, and they're like, we want to have a new piano player. The other guy... The client doesn't like that much. We're just going to bring someone new in. I can't remember how they heard of me, but I was like, sure, whatever. Uh, so I went there, started warming up on the piano that night. It was a beautiful house, not overdone, just a really nice, nice house. And uh, I see him walk in through, it was during the holidays. So there, there's a Christmas tree and something else in the living room. And I see him come up and put a gift under the tree. And I'm like, oh my God, that's J.J. Abrams. And I was a huge fan of the time because so I was a huge Lost fan. Sure. Okay. So that's how yeah. I, I knew him. And I was like, oh my God. And so the guy c that hired me came up to me. He's like, I just want to let you know this is J.J. Abrams' house. I said, I thought I, that was him. <laughs> and he goes, he thinks you're fantastic. I said, no way. He's like, yeah. I said, should I? And I said, should I play the Lost theme or is that dumb? He's like, no, do it. He'll love it. <laughs> I, I play the Lost theme and he comes in and laughs. He's like, I have to tell Michael you played his theme. I think Michael Giacchino is like another sure. amazing oh, composer. Yeah, I was absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. It was just the coolest night. To, I've told the friendliest people, him and his wife, Katie, were very warm. And you know, when you play at gigs a lot of times, they'll feed you, which is great, but they'll just have you sit in the kitchen or in a corner and mm -hmm. it's totally fine. Like, as long as I'm fed, I don't really care. Sure. I'll take, right. like, a 15-minute break. And they were of the mindset. Like, they came up to me about an hour after I was playing. They're like, we're all taking a break. We're getting ready to eat. We want you to take a break and come sit, get a plate and come join us. That's how no they were. No way. That's wow. so cool. Yeah, it was really, they were really, really cool people. So then they ended up hiring me a few more times. I played, like, at their house on Christmas Eve. Wow. Which nice. Was so fun. That's and, like, so Jennifer, awesome. Jennifer Garner came in. I was a huge Alias fan. Sure. I was like... It was just wild because I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. You know what I mean? Like this does not happen. Yeah, in Ohio. yeah. I'd but imagine in LA, just, if you're around LA for long enough, it just becomes like, oh, you know, you know happen, JJ but... was in last week. Yeah, you know, but like, <laughs> but you know, in in you know, Cinnamonson, New Jersey, it doesn't happen as often for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't like to name drop. That. I mean, I'm not that kind of person. But it was just a really. It was one of the best nights I ever had. They were very warm, very inviting, just cool, cool people. Just really cool. It was a great evening. I like played the Lost theme, and then they were doing like a gift giveaway with a guessing game, and I would play like the Jeopardy theme. Oh, they uh, were, like, it was like a real like festive, friendly yeah. experience. It was really cool. It was, really, awesome. it was one of my happiest memories. Yeah, it was really cool. And I got to tell you, as a as a gigging musician myself, they don't have okay. to treat the musicians like that. Like, no, and a lot of times they don't. No, right? Like, I, have, they don't. I have been to places where I have very much felt like the help. You know what I mean, and 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 I have also been to places where they welcome you like you're part of the family, and like your family. It is definitely cool to know that JJ is the latter of that. And I think uh, he he loves music. That's why I think he has appreciation for musicians because I remember even on his piano bench, like there was handwritten music and stuff. Like he, they really love music, sure. so yeah. he knows what that. Yeah. Um, two things. One, uh, Sam in our chat said. As long as I'm fed, I don't really care is my new motto. <laughs> That's great. It's the best, right? That's great. Yeah. And on top of that, you guys were at least the musicians. I was just the videographer. So I was oh. below the musicians. Oh, you're, now, you're like the tier below us. Is that what was, it is? Yes. Yes. So like they made sure when, I, you know, at weddings and bar mitzvahs, they made sure the band got fed. 
They were like, oh, by the way, how come you're not in there eating? The band's in there eating. So you go in. No, you go in and the band has already housed whatever food is there. This this peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and whatever. How musicians roll. Uh (laughs) When we are told we're being fed, we're being fed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Exactly. So so I've I'm that guy at every wedding I play where me and the meat carving guy are like you and me are being friends tonight uh-huh. man <laughs> that's awesome so oh so, so i made sure as the videographer during cocktail hour i would always make sure i was videoing in the kids a room because there was always like a kids room which was separate like for bar mitzvahs they would always have like a kids room which was separate the kids room had the pigs in the blanket and the mozzarella sticks and all the good all things. the good stuff yeah yeah, I made sure I went in there two or three times <laughs> as I'm videotaping, popping some hot dogs in my mouth. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get fed later on. The band's going to eat all right. six sandwiches that they have for ten people, and I'm not getting any of them. So <laughs> we don't we don't so, eat it. We if we are yeah. handed food, we take that we, food, and then we that's take right. seconds. I always it's it's just you know uh, a musician will come out for money. You pay money, they will come out. If they don't pay money, but there's food, they might come out. They, they might come out. For food. <laughs> they might still come out if there's food. They might. They might not. So, but they might come out. Right. So true. Oh, and then man. you've been to some gigs that are like the food is amazing. Like I've uh-huh. been to so it's like some of it's like oh, okay, but some of it is like amazing. Yeah, I, so, I played yeah. in a wedding band in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, oh, I bet the food down there was like um, insane. Yeah, wedding food in Louisiana is no joke. You get meat pies, yeah. you get king cakes, you get you get uh, jambalaya, you get it's it's really oh, it's, I'm sure it's choice yeah. for sure. Oh man, <laughs> it's been such a good time having you on, Tom. Tom, I mean, uh, you know, pianist, composer, arranger. Uh, please check out his new uh, album coming out tomorrow. Uh, that is uh, April 23rd, right? So if you're listening to us yep. after that, it is already available. You can check him out. R- remind us where they can check you out uh, on online, Tom. Uh, TomAminMusic.com. All the links will be there. Or they can go to like Facebook or Instagram, TomAminMusic. It's all there. Rock on. It'll all be there. Awesome. It's a beautiful well, thing. Well, thank you so much, Tom. This was a lot of fun. This was a great a great thing for us to do when there's no Mandalorian stuff to talk about. We talk to other Star oh, Wars what? fans. Don't you feel like I know we have to leave, but I feel like the Mandalorian really brought back the magic of Star Wars for in sure, a way 100%. that hasn't been in a long time. For or sure. in a while, I would say. Yeah. Hundred percent. Because the movies, you know, the movies have, you know, and I don't care about having to go because we're talking Star Wars. We can keep talking as long as we want. Yeah. Um <laughs> the the movies are fine and but I really yeah. do and I've been watching WandaVision, I've been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier as well. Um Me there too. is something uh-huh. about this format, this this, you know, season long nine or ten episode arc that works well for this particular genre, whether it be comic book movies, whether it be uh, Mm -hmm. you know sci-fi. I don't want to wait for a two hour movie once every two years when I can have, you know, six hours of a series every year and we can really get into the, the important stuff, the nitty gritty. Um, And they're so well produced. I mean, the visual effects, the music. I mean, they're really top notch. Yeah. Yeah. Really well done. I'm hoping I'm hoping we get because, you know, over here, I've got I've got the Harry Potter aspect here. I would love for them to to Harry Potter to to take this Mandalorian and to take this, uh, you know, the the Falcon and Social. and, And I would love a season for every book, every Harry Potter book. Just give me 10 episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
really get into the stuff that they get into the book, really get into the law. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. This is how I want cool. comic books, uh, you know, stuff like that. I would love to see more of this format going forward for sure. I agree. It's, it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Yep. So what did, what did you, since you brought it up, we're going to keep you here as long as we possibly can now. Yeah. Pour some more Bantha milk, get some more. So what did you think of the Mandalorian then since, since you did watch it? I loved it. I okay. the moment I saw Baby Yoda, I was hooked. Like everyone else, I was hooked. I was like, "Whoever thought of this is brilliant." Yeah. To do a Baby Yoda that would have this much. I mean, it was just brilliant. The characters were great. The Mandalorian himself was great. I thought the stories were great. The ending of the second season was was my childhood to see Luke Skywalker yes, coming. I mean, and like, yes, yes. I mean, I was crying. I was crying. Uh-huh. I was like, "This was my childhood." Like it yeah. was so well done. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I just loved it. Yep. And I don't know, with Baby Yoda, it's just magic. Every scene he's in is magic. And there's rumors, like, are they not going to be in the third season? Is it going to be a different arc? Like, what's going to happen now that he's know. with Luke Skywalker? That's tough. Because yeah, they, they so need to, from now on out, if they if they decide, you know, Grogu's on his own, he's doing his thing with Luke, they got to try and float somehow without Baby Yoda. And we've talked several times on this podcast how The Mandalorian did great because it was a great show. But Baby yeah. Yoda helped like that. Yeah. That yeah. is a lot. Star Wars has always been about capturing that merchandising magic. And they yeah. captured it here. You know, they so did. Um, I know. I it's mean, so, look at that. There's Baby Yoda right behind, right right behind Yoda Rob right there. Right there. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a portrait of Baby Yoda hanging in my Star Wars room. And yes, I have a Star Wars room right behind this wall. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool <laughs> to see. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, nice. One of these days I'll post the picture. My wife made it. My wife has been on the podcast a couple of times. Um, she made okay. she she can't sit still, so she always has projects going on. So yeah, she she made a Star Wars room for us next door. That's this is what awesome. happens when you're dual income, no kids. You spend your money on stupid Star Wars stuff. There you go. <laughs> That's <how> it's it <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, awesome. we, we we are gonna wrap it here, Tom. It has been such okay. a great great time having you. Um, please check out his new album. Check out all of his previous albums as well. There's a whole lot of discography for you to catch. Tom Amin, check him out at his website. Thank you for being here, Tom. Thank you guys so much. And for everyone that's listening, it was great. It was great to be here. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes. Thank you very, very much. All right. Well, stick around, uh, Tom, for just a second afterwards. But everyone else uh, over out on YouTube, Rob, it's been a great time. We've got uh, May 4th coming up, right? Check out our May May 4th 4th. uh, show. Uh, We're going to be talking about the Bad Batch, which should be a very exciting uh, new Star Wars show. Uh, Bring your Bantha milk and we'll be ready for it. Yes. All right, gal. So from all of us here. And there, Los Angeles, New Jersey. All the way, all the way from New Jersey to Los Angeles. Yes, indeed. From Bantha Milk headquarters. State. Yes, all the way out there. It's amazing. <laughs> we have all <laughs> spoken. We have spoken.